0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic.
1: Good morning, brother.
0: Good morning, my friend.
1: How are you doing? I'm uh,
0: exhausted.
1: Me too. What's going on with you? (laughs)
0: Um, It's just been a busy uh, week and weekend. Um, just nonstop. I had to, I had to work Friday. So I had, I mean, Friday, of course I had to work Friday. Um, I had to work Saturday. So I had to get up at like 3am on Saturday morning. So that wasn't fun. Kind of, you had to get
1: up at 3am?
0: Yeah. Why? Because I had to get down to the factory and uh, make sure we had guys working on the weekend and make sure they all got out with what they needed, because it's a Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I had to go back at the end of the day when they were heading back in from Berkeley and unlock, the turn, turn the alarm off in the building and open the... Bay doors and stuff so they could uh, park the you know put the trucks back and and, and stuff like that so yeah. I mean it's just tough getting up then we got we got family in from out of town all over the place so kind of a a visiting and and you know just a busy uh, weekend or uh cousin joe and his wife gina and our other cousin becky well these are all jen's cousins but you know our cousins they flew in from ohio joe joe was the guy that was on our podcast before he had the heart attack his series has a heart attack episode oh yeah yeah so they're in and then jen's sister came up from bakersfield and they're staying with us we got a house full of people and uh so yeah just a a, a very uh, very busy mm. active weekend got to amber's here so amber drove in because everyone's here oh nice um, so, yeah so did
1: joe want to move to california
0: um i think they like california but i don't think they want to live in california oh okay I I think it's too. You know, people. You know, from the mid Midwest, when they see California and they see the prices and stuff, they have a heart attack. Yeah. You know. I saw. You're you're used to it.
1: Yeah, kinda. I just saw a list the other day, though. And do you know what um, the most, according to this list, do you know what the most expensive city in America is? What? My beloved San Diego. Oh, wow. Which is not in good shape. It's not even San Diego anymore, considering the upheaval in the country. Um, So it's not really that cool anymore. It's pretty much ruined, like most of Southern California. Um, But it's still, yeah, the most expensive city in America. Wow. I was so shocked at that. And it's depressing, too, (laughs) because I love San Diego. (laughs) I would
0: have thought thought you would have said, like, San Francisco or new york but
1: yeah that's i mean that's what it what it used to be i believe it was number one is san diego and number two is
0: la oh yeah yeah and then to top all that off um so i'm i'm recording in studio c which is the truck
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute is someone sleeping in the closet (laughs)
0: <laughs> Nobody's sleeping on Clothes on a Hangar Studios, but, you know, there's just so many people at the house that, yeah. I mean, uh, Joe and Gina and Becky are at an Airbnb, but you still got, you know, my, my sister-in-law and her two kids and Amber and Ashley and, you know, the mother-in-law and, and you know, there's just way too much activity going on to the dog. So I just, and it's kind of chilly out because Jen, Jen was like, well, just do it in the backyard. And I was like, um, uh, it's a little cold out. Yeah, it's so, cold this morning. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just do it in the studio. C. I can, I can uh, actually should be studio T for truck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I can run the heater and the, the phone and everything works over the car audio system so i'm just sitting here talking i got the heat on um you know i got 365 view all the way around me so it's actually not too bad did you get driven somewhere i should have like driven up on a hill or something that would have been cool maybe next time
1: yeah that's what i was just wondering did you go park someplace scenic or something
0: no that would have been intelligent i just (laughs) sit in front of my garage (laughs) Yeah, I could have driven somewhere, but oh well. And but, if you're uh, in your
1: car, then you're in a Faraday cage, which means yeah. All, yeah, all of the bad electromagnetic frequencies are not hitting you.
0: Yep, I'm protected. So, yeah, it's just it, it's just been a really, um, you know, I mean nothing bad about anybody or anything like that but you know it's just a lot of activity yeah um, you know that sort of thing going on nonstop. so it kind of exhausted I was kind of glad we did the daylight savings because it was like I got an extra hour of rest feels like so you know all that's good and then I was a little disappointed too because I got a letter in the mail very sad letter it's a, it's a sign of our of our age and our time so i got this this in, envelope you know and and i was like oh cool you know somebody somebody's inviting me to something they, they sent it in like a white envelope that you would get like um you know an invitation in or something you know what yeah. i mean so it kind of yeah. looks like an invitation so I'm like, oh, that's nice. I wonder, well, you know, wonder what this is. And I don't even touch the mail, right? I don't, I don't even like. I mean, I, I'll go to the mailbox and get the mail, and then I bring it back and hand it to Jen, and I never see it again. I got a magic, you know, house. So, <laughs> <laughs> magic <laughs> our, mail spinner. Yeah, there's a magic mail uh, situation. But I saw that it had my name on it, and I'm like, oh, you know. What's this invitation for? I wonder, you know, just curiosity. So I opened it up.
2: Hey there, Amber here. Are you in dire need of trying to reach Mitch and Mike? Or maybe just want to be a part of the show? Well, it's easy. You could log on to twomenwithamike.com. That's the number two. And go to the about section where you'll find all the ways to contact Mitch and Mike. You can email them at the number 2menwithamike at gmail.com. At the bottom of any episode on Spotify, you can hit the leave a message link or write a comment. Oh, my.
0: It's not an invitation at all, the liars. Uh This is a sign of the times, um, or well, a sign of our age, actually. So, this is from the Trident Society and telling me that I should be looking into cremation. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And they're inviting me to send back no postage required, put my phone number. They have all my other information. So, if I die, they know where I live but they want to teach me about the benefits of cremation because apparently I've reached that age that it's a high probability that I'm going to be needing cremation.
1: Forward that information to me.
0: <laughs> 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 so I was just like, oh, shit, does that mean that I'm closer to death than I was a while ago? And they want to just, like, they're like death's knocking on your door. Yeah. Uh, it's like, knock, knock. Yeah, Grim Reaper here. Just checking in on ya. How you, <laughs> do you. How you
1: doing? Do you want to be cremated? No.
0: Oh, how come? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I, I don't even want to talk about it. That's the whole thing. Is like, <laughs> what the hell? Who said that I'm I'm, I'm like, looking into that it's just like all that stuff's crashing on so i had to i'm telling you man it's just like you, you get to an age and then it's just like the reapers knocking so last weekend i think it was last weekend i don't know sunday sunday night so i had to do i've been doing my uh you know your old doc you know because i'm old i have to do doctor visit stuff yeah so i've been taking a taking care of all my well i haven't been the magic house has been making sure i do all my you're an old man so get this test done stuff yeah and so i had to do a sleep study Uh. so apparently on top of the cremation society hunting me down i've we discovered last thursday or whatever that i got like sleep apnea or whatever apparently based on the sleep study i did i like stopped breathing every 15 minutes or something hmm. I, I guess that's not good um when you're sleeping that you stop breathing so apparently i got i gotta wear uh, some kind of sleep apnea thing on top of it all so you know just exhausted apparently I, I'm, I'm ready to die I'll probably die because i have stopped breathing in my in my sleep, and uh, the Trident Society is gonna come by and burn me up.
1: Oh my God, so, dude! I'm all, <laughs> I'm all lined up. Oh my goodness.
0: But my heart's good, according to the to all the stress test stuff I did. So you know, oh, I'm not good. gonna have a heart attack.
1: That's good. I'm actually supposed to be doing all that stuff too, and. For the first time in my life, I just blew it all off. Like I've (laughs) I've always been like totally responsible, and like I've never done anything like that before. But they were like, "Oh well, we better do a colonoscopy on you, and you know you're that age. We better check that out." And what was the other heavy thing they wanted to do? I forgot.
0: Probably probably the heart stuff. I usually like to do that around this age.
1: They wanted to do exactly that—the stress test—and for some reason, I just. Blew it all off. I, it was all scheduled and I just didn't do it. I've never done that in my life. That's like a radical change in me. But anyway, I'm the same age, the same things happening. I had a happy story with that though, in that I got something delivered and then the bill was like $10 cheaper. And I was like, oh, how come it's $10 cheaper? And he's like, you're a senior citizen, man.
0: you got your first senior citizens discount all
1: right he's like yeah you're a senior citizen now so you get ten
0: dollars off all right and you can order off the denny's senior menu too Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man i don't know so i think i've talked about
1: this on the show before but in india like if you're a Hindu or if you're a Buddhist, um, those guys always get cremated. And um, I, uh, well, I, Sadhguru, the 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 famous guru, dude, um, was speaking about it, and and uh, he said that it it can take up to fourteen days for your soul to leave your body. And if you're not cremated, yeah and and he said um it is 14 days of some kind of awareness like you are aware like oh shit, i'm dead i'm in this body and you're confused like what's happening what do i do but you you spend like you could spend up to 14 days with people standing around your dead body and bombing you like stuff like that and the whole time you're actually aware of it um for about 14 days so I don't like that idea. And he said, that's why Buddhists and Hindus get um, cremated because it just gets it over with more quickly. Um, Cause then if your body's destroyed, then your soul has no way to linger. So I've always said I wanted to be cremated and, and you know, without being morose or whatever um, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew um, like my family and my
0: friends. So that, yeah, but, but, what if you're not really dead? See, that's what freaks me out.
1: Well, I know. Um, and apparently you're not like at least. According yeah, but to then get you're getting it.
0: burned alive.
1: Yeah. But I guess they say that's better than dragging
0: it out for 14 days. Yeah. My, my, uh, my, my dad and, uh, Jen's dad both, uh, were cremated.
1: Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Did you spread your dad's ashes in the ocean?
0: Um, We spread Jen's dad's ashes in a lake that we weren't supposed to do that in. So we went and well, part of them anyway. Um, We uh, went out and rented a pontoon boat on a lake.
1: Yeah.
0: And went out with the girls, and uh, you know, slipped his ashes in the lake.
1: Oh, I remember that. You took pictures of that trip and
0: stuff. Yeah. I you didn't see you were doing that there. Well, that's because it's illegal. So I'm not going to say where we did it, and if anybody asks, I'm just a liar on the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, well, I've made it known that I want to be cremated, and my two choices are: I would like um, I would like my family to get in touch with the Self Realization Fellowship and see if they do any kind of burial services. Um, and it would be great if somehow my ashes. Ended up, like, at Lake Shrine
0: in Los Angeles, which is, like, the most beautiful... Oh, I could make that happen, dude. I don't need to talk to anybody.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, just <laughs> threw him in the lake at Lake Shrine. Yep. Uh, Not a problem. Or the beach in San Diego. Um, you know, like... Oh, that people. would be cool,
0: too, though, huh? I know yeah.
1: Yeah, that's where I, I mean... Yeah, that would be a good place for my ashes and maybe my soul to rest for a while. Yeah. But no, I have those fears too though. It would be horrible to be, you know, pretty conscious and be burned alive. Yeah, you know. Really. Um but uh but they do say that's better than rotting in the in the ground.
0: <sighs> yeah, I guess so. You don't yeah. want to think about any of it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about i just want to stay above ground right yeah and that's, it's just it's, it's amazing when you get our age how all this stuff just like hits you at one time it's like a huge wave of hey did you know you're old and you're closer to death than you are life <laughs> oh, like,
1: damn yeah everything about being middle-aged now senior citizens now um mm-hmm. slap me in the face like we're you and I are totally as near as I can tell. Um we're like uh, uh what's the word? We're I'm like Well, so the first thing that happened was they just raised a whole generation that came behind us, the millennials, and just dumbed them down and and told them a bunch of other stuff, told them bold faced lies and um, what, what i now understand is that they have always done that the, the reason that there's a generation gap is because they want there to be a generation gap because if the generations got together and cooperated then they would not tolerate the governments of the world um, but so the first thing that happened was like i mean obviously you and i are like deeply rock and roll influenced and um, and. And the first thing they did in the next generation behind us was get rid of rock and roll and get rid of like the whole rock and roll lifestyle. And uh, so millennials now are are, um, prudes, I guess, you know, like they don't like the entire, um, you know, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom, like that whole concept is gone um and many other things too and they've been told a different thing about our history and all that but that's on purpose so the first thing that happened was like all right you're out of the world (laughs) okay you're you're a senior citizen and we have taught the next generation something completely different and so now when you try to relate with the next generation that came behind you there'll be no common ground and that way you guys can't unite and go oh well wait a minute we got devil worshiper, pedophile, child killers. In the <laughs> we better do something about that. Um, and, uh, but we don't because the millennials all got lied to and dumbed down and the next generation after them too. Um, so the first thing is like the kind of old where it's like, wow, I don't fit in in the world anymore. You know, like I, I yeah. can't believe that rock and roll and the rock and roll lifestyle is gone.
0: Well. And, there I mean it's not totally gone. There's a flicker of hope. Yeah just came out, right?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a there's a flicker of hope, even though it's the end of the flicker. It's like that when you blow when a candle goes out and it has that last gasp of bright flame and then it's gone. And then it just smokes. Yeah. Are you
1: talking about the New Beatles song?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the video, actually. Did you see, I mean, I don't know if I saw the same video as you, but, you know, there's, like, the official video for the song. It's kind of, like, three minutes long or so. Have you seen it?
1: Yeah, I think I sent it to you.
0: It was actually
1: directed by Peter Jackson, the guy who uh, did that Get Back documentary and also the guy who directed all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, and a lot of stuff, not but so the, cool. I think his big thing was was Lord of the Rings, um, which oh, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. That was that was an engrossing trilogy. I, yeah. I guess it's not very good with the books, um, and uh, they said that people in the Tolkien estate are unhappy about it. But I
0: I I was in it, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's never as good as the books. I mean, it just never is. But
1: yeah, um,
0: but yeah, no. That on that Beale song, I mean, it's it's. I I like how they did the video, how they you know were able to put um, John Lennon and um, George Harrison right next to him in the current singing the current song. Yeah, you know, and and you know all the the AI stuff. I mean, it just it looked really cool. It was just like. You know, and the whole song about, you know, it's called Now and Then. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, it it's talking about the past and it's talking about now. And um, I just, I don't know. I really liked it. It was a good song. It, it was a good Beatles song, at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I actually quite liked it, too. Um, but there is, an, like, it's, like, 12 minutes long. It's up on your Cinemax, there's like an 11-minute or 12-minute little documentary on on the making of the song, which wasn't too informative. But the, the basic idea was, um, well, I, I think the Beatles had their game on this time because many years ago, maybe almost 20 years ago, they found this tape of John Lennon's, and they were demos of new songs that he was working on. So the Beatles, um, the remaining Beatles, got together and decided to like add their parts and make a a new Beatles song out of like what was actually gonna be John Lennon's solo material. And they came out with this song, I think it was called Free as a Bird. I think
0: I thought Free as a Bird was the traveling mulberries.
1: No, that it's um it's it's the Beatles. Here I'll look it up and and see if that's really it.
2: Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but guess what today is? Tuesday rants with, you guessed it, Amber, welcome back to the studio, everyone. Hey everyone, Um, welcome back to the podcast, and I hope everyone is having a great week. Um, I'm calling you right now from the campus of UC Davis, and um, it has been a pretty busy day, but a good one. I just got done sticking my hand in a cow's stomach, which was pretty fun. Um, We were collecting um, samples for my lab that I intern at. Um, But something I want to talk to you guys about today is the holidays, because I think there's something very important you guys should all be aware of, and that is the fact that it is not Christmas time yet, people, okay? There is a month for Christmas, and it is called December. Nowhere in November is there any snowmen or like mistletoe or anything, it's it's December 1st. That's when you should put up your Christmas tree. Not November 1st, not um, Thanksgiving, not the day after Thanksgiving, but actually December 1st. There's no reason to be putting it up, okay? Because people leave up their Christmas tree till February anyway. So you're gonna have enough time with the Christmas season. You don't have to take away from the best holiday, which is Thanksgiving and fall, okay? Like fall is still occurring. Why are we trying to rush into winter? Because as soon as we hit winter, then people complain that it's too cold anyway. So why are you guys trying to rush it? I don't know. All right, so I went home for this last weekend and literally half of our neighbors already have Christmas decorations up outside and i'm just like what is wrong with you people like it's still fall okay we do not need christmas out here yet and don't get me wrong i absolutely love christmas but in december okay in january not in november november is solely for thanksgiving it's for your fall decorations so stop trying to rush through these holidays people okay for Pete's sake, give Thanksgiving the time it deserves. So I hope you guys now know not to put up your Christmas decorations. And if you have put up your Christmas decorations, I hope you are currently taking them down. Anywho, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week.
1: Yeah, free is a bird. The Beatles, 1995 was when they did that. Another weird thing that happens when you're old is like all these events, (laughs) they they feel like it it was just yesterday.
0: I I knew exactly what you were gonna say. That's why I was laughing. It was just like, oh, I'm having a real problem with that. It's like, I don't know if it was last week or last year, but- Or 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Or 20 years ago. It was 20
1: years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. To play. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so apparently this John Lennon song, he was singing and playing the piano at the same time, and so the vocal was like um, getting was mixed with the piano, and they they couldn't separate the piano track from the vocal track. So when they did "Free as the Bird," which actually I thought that was a horrible single. I was like, oh my God, like these guys are fried, you know, like they're just spent. Like there's no Beatles left. I really disliked the Free as a Bird single. I, I thought that was horrible. And um but they so they have this old song, they were finally able to separate John Lennon's vocal from the piano. And um and they did this song and and both you and I, it would seem quite like it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a sad song. It, it's also one that instantly gets stuck in your head. But I I feel like they came with their A game. Like it, it it sounds like If the Beatles had a sound.
0: It sounds like a Beatles song should sound. Yes. Yeah. I mean it doesn't sound like they tried to do a Beatles song with replacement players.
1: No, no, they made it they said okay, they said we tried to record this song in ninety five when we did Free Bird or Freeze the Bird. So George Harrison had uh, come up with like a, a a guitar solo, and they they recorded that guitar solo. So when the guitar solo comes in on this song, it's actually it is George Harrison, um, but it's from like nineteen ninety five. So yeah, they had a, a tape from John Lennon from the early 70s, They got George's part from nineteen ninety five, and then uh, Ringo and Paul and a full
0: orchestra uh, like finished up the song. And then they had um, a couple of uh, ELO guys, I think. On did there. they?
1: Yeah, they had been. They worked with those guys a lot. I forgot Jeff something.
0: Yeah, um, who who did any? They did any of like the missing stuff that? Oh, okay. You know, that, I I think that that wasn't there, but yeah, Ringo redid his drums, so the drums are current this you know now, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul McCartney redid all his stuff, so. Paul McCartney, and Ringo stuff is
1: 2023. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing? So that's yeah. getting, like, worked on for, how long is that? Like, it, he did it in the 70s, I think. Really? Whoa, yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, I, yeah, I think it was a demo that he did. Maybe it was the 80s in the 70s or 80s. Well, maybe then...
0: the 80s because the math's easier. Because
1: okay.
0: 44 years ago.
1: Yeah, and then... uh oh god I'm stretching I'm tired and exhausted um yeah so um I forgot what I was saying but basically that's how they did it so like all of the parts it's all the Beatles playing on it they say
0: yeah with and, with uh, some added stuff from some other guys but yeah that's the at least that I, I guess what we could say is that's the Beatles we remember
1: it oh. is like I, I feel like they were like okay this is it we we were all stunned when we did "Free as a Bird." Let's we want, <laughs> we want this to be really good, and 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 they did. I I think it's a very good sign.
0: Yeah, and and you know I'm a visual guy, um, so I watched the video, and I, I you know I showed it to Jen, and I'm all like, "Look, look, they put Ringo, I mean um George Harrison and 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 John Lennon, they had him in their like Sergeant Pepper's outfit, mm-hmm. like." right there next to Paul McCartney, who's recording this now in 2023, it looks like they're at a concert or, are they're, they're all performing together. this yeah. Song, yeah. You know, and, and stuff. I, and then they did some other flashback stuff in the video and, and stuff of different time, but, um, you know, the, at least the way I took it, I'd have to listen to it some more. I've listened to it maybe three times, but, mm-hmm. um, I got it on my on my playlist now but um you know the way i'm taking it as now and then it's just kind of you know this was us and this is you know where we are now you know this is this is the times now and stuff i mean it you know it's kind of a a beatles goodbye
1: when i heard that song i thought this is the end of the world song like this is going to be playing when all the nukes go off you know, um, and I it was
0: a video now. Yeah. You know, people sitting in lawn chairs at the beach, enjoying the beach, and then they'll cut to scenes of pe- little kids at Disneyland riding the rides and some kid having a birthday party and then somebody in a traffic jam with an angry face yelling at people and and then two guys getting in a fight and, and then someone robbing a bank and then an ambulance driving down the street, and then boom, it all blows up.
1: That's um, actually what I wanted to do was um, there's a place called Bohemian Grove and all of the world leaders, including everyone from our government or most lots of people from the government, they go to Bohemian Grove in Northern California. And among other things, it's a big cross-dressing gay sex party Um, But they also do a mock, they say it's a mock human sacrifice, of a child to a demon called Moloch. And they have a big statue of an owl that's supposed to represent Moloch. And they, this is like George Bush, Clint Eastwood, Danny Glover, they come out in their Satanist robes. And they bring this little uh, doll of a child, an effigy of a child and they come out on stage in front of the big statue for the demon, and they do, they do a little ritual. And then they, the idea is that they put all of their cares, all of their worries mentally onto this child, and then they burn the child, and that gets rid of all their care and worries about all the evil stuff that they do. So they call it the cremation of care ceremony, and it's totally occult totally satanic, totally worshiping a demon, and it's everybody that we know who has led our country or worked in Hollywood. Um, So that's not a conspiracy theory. It's been videotaped. Um, Alex Jones sneaked into Bohemian Grove and videotaped it, and that video is all over the internet. You can find it and see for yourself uh, that world leaders are practicing or sacrificing a child to a demon. And and it's everybody, it's George Bush, Clint Eastwood. Um, Like I said, it's all the celebrities, all the world leaders, they all go do this horrible thing. And some people think that they, that it isn't a doll of a child, but that sometimes they actually really sacrifice a child. Um, so that's what's really been going on, is that
0: our governments but, are Just to clarify, um, yeah. it's not all the celebrities because you and I aren't there doing it.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but if you're a major celebrity, you've been there and done that. And, and, and other stuff, too. But I want to stress, it's admitted. Like, the footage is up on the internet. You can find it. The government doesn't deny it. They even did a Wikia, Wikipedia page on it. And they just whitewash it you know, like they water it down, but they admit to everything. Like, yeah, we do this cremation of care ceremony. Yeah, but it's, we don't really kill a child. It's just a doll, like a mannequin of a child. And, but I mean, it is 100% admitted, except that they say they don't really kill a a human being, but there's all kinds of evidence that they really do in other situations.
0: Well, that's if, you know, that's very disappointing if that's happening because um, the way it it worked in the Old Testament. Was you know <laughs> once once people start following false idols, uh, God lifts his, his lifts his hand to favor. Yeah. And and um, leaves you to it. And you know, it um, there's a um, I don't remember who it is, but there's this part in the Old Testament where. Um, the the current king of Israel at that time, you know, is they're, they're worshiping all these false idols and they've got all these phony uh, priests and, and, and all that. Right. And so the one, the, you know, the one that, that God's hands on, you know, prophet that, that's, you know, God speaking to, you know, is, is directed by God to, you know, basically challenge them to a duel. So he gets, he, 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 tells, he tells the uh, king, he says, okay, well, I'm going to prove y'all liars. And, and so he goes, um, let's go up here on this mountainside, bring all, all your prophets, bring all your prophets up to this mountain, you know, hundreds of them, right, from all over, bring them all. And then all the people are there, right? And he goes, now let's lay out, uh, you know, wood. You know, so like for bonfires, right? So that each of these prophets has has a bonfire, and then he says, "Okay, now let's douse the bond, the wood in water." So they douse all the wood in water, right? So now it's wet wood, and he says, "Pray to your god and light a make him light a fire," and and so all these prophets, you know, from from the false god, are up there, and they're chanting and you know doing all these things to like light a fire and you know this is going on and on and on and they're up there sweating and doing blood sacrifices and you know trying all these tricks and there's like no fire or anything like that right then then he gets up there and prays to god and 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 god friggin you know lights the fire and then he starts killing all the fake prophets. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> all right, what is, what is the deal with that though? Because all the, as far as I know, all of the religions say you can't kill anybody.
0: And then the first Oh, thing that's that- that's well, you know, if if people are are I mean, that's not true that that isn't that isn't true that's not what happened in the old a lot of people were and that's what i was saying the old testament's freaking brutal yeah dude i mean the whole old testament is full of brutality because before jesus um you know you had the idea was to give so everybody thinks that oh it's like animal sacrifices and and all of that and and what everybody needs to understand is that it isn't any animal. It isn't, it isn't um, just anything being sacrificed. It. The idea was, let's say that, that I'm going to try and keep it simple. Let's say that you had a cattle farm, right? So you're, you're a, you're a, you're a cattle rancher, right? And you've got all these cattle and you're blessed with this great abundance of cattle and, and things are going well and your ranch is thriving, right? Yeah. The idea is that if you are a believer of God, you realize that you didn't obtain all that on your own. You 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 have a partner that helped that happen and that partner is God. And God blessed you with these things. And if you're a good steward of his blessings, then you will and and you praise him and you acknowledge that everything I have is because of the blessings of God and his love for me to succeed and do good. Right. That's kind of the idea behind it. So the idea behind the original old Testament of offerings and, and, and that sort of thing was that, you know, if you had a business partner, you'd have to share the wealth with the business partner. Right. Right. If, 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 if you had, if you and your brother went into business on this ranch, And then the ranch made X amount of money, at the end of the year, you would share the profits with your brother, right? You'd share it with your business partner. Okay. So if you have this belief that this ranch is, you know, God's blessing and and God's presence has caused you know all this to happen. Well, where's God's portion? Right? Where's where does God get his percentage from? So the idea, the easiest way to explain all this is that you would take the best calf you would take the best one of the whole herd you would go find the best one and that one you would sacrifice to god as his portion to show that you're giving the best because you have faith in him that he has earned it that his blessing so that's the idea right you're gonna sacrifice the best one as an as a as an You know, a belief in in honor of kind of thing, a memorial saying, you know, thank you here. I'm giving to you the best of what we have, because only because of you do we even have this. So that's 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 the idea of of the sacrifice and 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 all of that, you know, the animal sacrifice in the Old Testament. You're not supposed to bring the worst of your crop to him yeah because then what are you giving up right well here's the shit we were gonna throw away but i guess you can have it god (laughs) but okay when did
1: all the sacrifice stuff stop in the bible though?
0: jesus when when jesus was sacrificed on the cross he died for all of our sins and and he was the last sacrifice and because he did it voluntarily and he was a hundred percent innocent as so were the, you know, the best calf or cattle or, or whatever. Right. Um, because he was a hundred percent innocent and he had done nothing wrong. He voluntarily went through it and um, was the lamb. He was, that's, that's why he's referred to as the lamb, Ah,
1: okay.
0: you know, and, um, he was the last sacrifice and he answered for all of our, our, our sins. And that's why in the Bible, it says, you know, the only way through God to, to God is through Jesus, you know, accepting Jesus as your, as your Lord and savior. And and basically you have to acknowledge that. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You know, you did, you did your part. You fulfilled what the Bible old Testament said that there would be a, a, a lamb coming and that that lamb would die for all of us and um you know and and you know through if you accept Jesus and you accept what he did that he died for your sins and 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 all of that and then you know you, you don't you know you don't get off scot free you still have to live a, a a good life you don't just get to say okay I accept Jesus I'm clear slate's clean you know here I come um, you know, you have to, um, you know, live a good life, you know, or do your best to, you know, do right, but that's the idea.
1: I see. Well, I'm glad the sacrifice stuff stopped, at least for, you know, the majority of Christians, but um, it's still going on with our double worshiper, pedophile, child killer world. Leader. Um, so my idea was I was going to go like uh, capture the footage of bohemian grove and then um put the beatles song over that i might do it um but but it's weird and then and then now we're back to um separating the art from the artist because in and of itself i think it's a really good beatles song but um the beatles themselves and what they've been involved in um like I am i don't get to judge or condemn because I'm a monk. I forgive you, but that was wrong action and wrong thought, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the end of that video where it shows the Beatles and then they all fade out and it's just got the the name.
1: Yeah. It was a nice video. Um, yeah, I liked
0: it. I really yeah. did. Yeah, I, and I like the song. I do. I- did you try and pull up that Fringe TV show?
1: Oh, um, no, I haven't looked for it yet. Oh, I just haven't had a chance. It's like we always say life gets in the way. Um, I, I'm really happy, but I spend almost all my time with Gowan now.
0: That's awesome. See, so, so I'm going to take this as a blessing, right? I'm going to look at this as a blessing. So I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to go back in time to, well, now what would have been about two years ago, um, I think, more than two years ago, two or three years ago, somewhere around that that time frame. When I was talking to my buddy here, Mike, he was in a dark hole. He, he did not even know where his son was. He didn't know if he was ever going to see him again. And, you know, we started praying about it. We started uh, talking about it. We started working through it and, you know, he was at the point of, you know, honestly, Mike, you were at the point of basically had almost back given up, you know, you were, you were in a pretty bleak spot, you know, you're like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm never going to see my son again, you know, and then a lot of other four letter words <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, you, you know, you and I were really talking and, and, and I was praying and we were working together and, and, you know, we've been dealing with this and talking about it. And you've been talking about how, you know, you're leaving it up to God and, and, and all that stuff. And, and as these things happen, so you went from, I mean, prior to everything happening, I mean, you, you were with your son 24 seven anyway, then, then she leaves takes your son has zero contact. You don't know where they are. You don't know where he is gone for six plus months with no contact and, and, and all that stuff. (laughs) And then, you know, right after your father's death or, or there about, you know, some, you know, while you're doing with all that, you, she finally serves you with like divorce and custody papers. And then you thought that was the end of the world. And and all that. And I, I, you know, we we continue to, you know, work through it and talk about it. And and, you know, at that point, you hadn't seen your son. And I'm like, dude, the best thing you could do is is get some kind of court order, because then she can't keep them from you. And, you know, anything on paper is better than nothing, because prior to that, you you had gone months you weren't talking to him on the phone you weren't you weren't anything but yeah. to make a long story short that's kind of where you came from to now god is in in my opinion is blessing you to the point in a situation where it's like here you go now you have him shit almost 24 7
1: it's know. it is a lot um and uh yeah i'm grateful i i thank god Constantly for that, um, it's still it's very sad though. Like I, I have to navigate immense sadness every day, and I, I realize it's what I was told that like with something like this, it's never going to go away. Like it, it's always going to be this painful wound, really. Um, yeah, so my-
0: I can speak from firsthand experience that some of the scars never heal and, and uh, the anger and hurt. I mean, you, you can, you know, basically ignore it. You know, that's, you let time put other things in your life that um, are more important.
1: I'm totally overjoyed that I get to spend as much time with my son as I do. On the other hand, every single time that his mom picks him up and takes him home, I'm devastated. And then I go into this night alone where I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, (laughs) I'm all alone in here. Where is my son? Where is my wife? Where is my family? You know, where's anybody? And uh, it's really weird. There's a lot of um, sadness still. And I'm trying to be a monk and I'm trying to navigate it, you know, spiritually properly. Um, but it's still terrible, but like you said, it's a million times better than it was.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, she, she wouldn't take my phone calls. She wouldn't take my emails. She wouldn't tell anybody where she was. Um, and she kept me away from my son for eight months.
0: Oh, it was eight months.
1: Okay. That was the total. Yeah. I didn't see him for eight months and um i think that's the most cruel wrong action uh wrong thought thing that i've yet encountered in
0: this tragic life of mine (laughs) but in the last two years now you know um you know there plus it has slowly regrown and you you have a really good bond and relationship with your son you're seeing them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, maybe in some more time, you know, your, your, your other stuff will uh, change, you know, you'll meet somebody and, and, you know, you can just start a new seed, you know, and a new plant will, will, will grow from that seed. And, and I truly do believe that at some point in time, you know, you're going to be blessed with, um, with something, you know, from, from God, you're going to end up, in a relationship with the right person and you know, that that, that understands the mic of this world. You know, there's, <laughs> there's very few of us out there, but it doesn't matter. It only takes one, right? There's Especially
1: only... with the deliberately created generation gap. People yeah. are like, what the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> they are, and, and like when you and I were growing up, they were like, oh, he's an artist or a rock and roll fan. But now they look at me, and they're like, he's homeless. (laughs) (laughs) See that long hair? That man is a danger. It's weird. It's weird. I used to have, like, there was a way just with my appearance that it instantly communicated, oh, okay, he likes art. He likes rock and roll and stuff. And that's cool. We do, too. But with the new generation, it's like, kill him.
0: Kill him. (laughs)
1: It's sad, like rock and roll, by killing rock and roll, they, they killed a whole bunch of us in our generation.
0: In the late 80s, I used to work in a, a, a t-shirt shop. And one of the guys, I was a manager there of the t-shirt shop. And uh, one, of the, one of the guys that worked there, one of the printers had a, had, a, had a band. And you talk about the hair and you talk about the look back then of the whole rock and roll look and stuff his name was eddie and the band was manic panic and it's just a small little you know band and he was a guitar player and he's a good guitar player too but um he had that total rock look with the hair well beards weren't zz top beards were just zz top beards mm-hmm. you're kind of a crossover of both yeah know? You've got the rock and roll hair going on. And then you've got the ZZ top uh, beard and stuff going. But yeah, he, uh, you know, that was definitely a look. It's just funny because you, you found their website, our face, Facebook page or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, I know these guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, because I, every day I try to send you like a little silly joke. Most uh-huh. of them are very bad, but um, every day I try to send a little silly joke. And so I was trying to think of something funny to send you. And then they, they popped into my mind and, and I I Googled them and they had like a Facebook page. Um, but yeah, they were a little band called Manic Panic and uh, Mitch knew them and um, Mitch has written to them and I, I hope they'll respond. I think it'd be cool to um, have them on the show. But I... I I saw their picture, you know, when they were young and they were the band and never, I mean, more than ever before, I suddenly realized, oh my God, we were all like every generation. All that happens is they brainwash you with something different. And when I, when I saw that band, I was like, wow, this, they're, we, we were brainwashed. Like, like, look at these guys, they, 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 Nothing about them is original, you know, everything about them has had been presented to them as a way of life, really. Um, But it's like, look at the little clones, you know, like you didn't think of that hairstyle. Motley Crue did. (laughs) You you didn't jump around and play the song like that. Van Halen did, you know, and and they were. But we all got built that way. And yet there they are marching around with their long hair. And at that time they were wearing women's clothes and stuff, and um, and they're marching around like it's an original thing that they're doing,
2: but it isn't.
1: It's what we were all doing, because we were all brainwashed the same way. So it kind of ruins it a little bit, but I would love to get them on the show, though, because um, you took me to go see them, and it was at this tiny, tiny, tiny little bar. It was so small, and it it was like just one little room with a couple of tables in it, and it had a tiny, tiny stage in the room crammed in there. But I mean, you were right in front of them. Like, they were playing, Manic Panic was playing a show there, and you were like three inches from their their faces and stuff. And uh, they were doing a song, and all of a sudden the lead singer turned around and mooned the whole crowd. And it, it was like bare ass, no underwear. <laughs> and, and he had uh, cut like the back of his jeans out so that his ass totally showed. And yeah, so he
0: cut the pockets. He basically where your pockets on your blue jeans where he cut he cut all that out so that if he didn't wear underwear, his, his butt cheeks were all exposed. And yeah. nobody knew it. Until he got to that point in the song, and then he just turned around and bent over. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What
1: the hell?" It started laughing. Three inches in front of your face, his big hairy
0: man ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was original. I had never seen that. So,
1: well, see, I now I remembered him forever though because he did that. Yep. But yep. I thought you're crazy, dude. There's like. Like you're right in front of us, and there's only a few of us in here, and they're all bikers. They're gonna fucking kill you, <laughs> you know. But he did it, and it seemed to go over okay. I don't know if they jumped in behind the
0: bar, though. <laughs> no, he probably got a date off of that.
1: Yeah, probably there was some chick that was like, Yes. <laughs> It is weird, like, okay, Jen will kill me, but, like, women are all, women's rights, women's rights, you will treat us as an equal, we are equal. And then it's like, all you have to do is be a rock star and they'll fuck you. <laughs> 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 or be a, a, a wealthy man. You know, you need to be, you need to have some kind of power, be a celebrity, be rich. And every single woman just falls in bed with you.
0: So Yeah, like, but that's not, that. those are the same those same rich people, half of them kill themselves because they're not happy.
1: Oh, I know. I know. Cause so. it is really satisfying. Um, and imagine how awful it would be to be that wealthy and you would never, ever know if anybody was hanging out with you for anything, but your money,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, that's good for you, for you and I, right? Because I know for a fact, Jen's not hanging out with me for my money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well my wife left over it, so <laughs> <laughs> well circling back to cremation, make sure you cremate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, Yeah, that
0: was that was just like wow. You're 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 like I mean I just took this as hey, here's your here's an invitation to your funeral. Yeah. I mean, they even made it look like an invitation. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you're about to die, so give us your phone number so we can call you before you do. Because we want to burn you.
1: (laughs) Well, I have to live forever because I have a young son to take care of.
0: Yeah, you will.
1: But... um. We are at that age though, and it is weird. And I, I, I also, I, I do see people like, do people treat you differently? Cause you seem like an old man. Um,
0: at, mm, I don't know. I don't think so um, because there's still a lot of older people than me out there. <laughs> I'm not at the old, old age, right? we're at the beginning. We're, we're, we're like the freshmen of old age. Yeah. So um, we're, we're, we're now it's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, when you're in sixth grade at elementary school, you're like the king of the campus, right? Yeah. And then you go to seventh grade and now you're in, in junior high and now you're at the lower end again. So you went from the king of the campus to the low end seventh grader. And then you get to the eighth grade or they do it different now, but basically you get to the eighth grade and now you're king of the campus again. And then you leave junior high and you go to high school and you're a freshman. And now you're at the bottom of it again. And then you go through high school and you become a senior and now you own the high school, right? Because you're the senior. And then you go to college and now you're a freshman again. And you're at the bottom of the pile and you got to live in the dorms and and all that. And, you know, that's how Amber started out, you know, at, at Davis. And then now she's a junior or, or, yeah, she's a junior this year. So now she's got her own apartment and, you know, she rules the campus and people ask her for directions and help and, you know, all that stuff. So I think we're the freshman class of old age again.
1: Yeah, we're the freshmen of old age for sure. Yeah. Newly old. Don't mind us. We're newly old, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But I was watching Red Letter Media, that uh, movie review thing. They have a channel on YouTube, and they're very funny, in my opinion. Um, but they, what their shtick, which is a great idea, is uh, they do like regular movie reviews here and there. But they also do a couple of shows where they just watch garbage. And it, it's not even um, like Plan Nine from Outer Space garbage. It's uh, it's like in corporate industrial videos, like how to fix your vacuum cleaner, and and they'll they'll watch like an instructional video on like how to how to uh, use your vacuum cleaner, and then review it and like make jokes about it as if it were like a serious film, which is kind of funny, funny. Um, but. Uh, Oh damn it! What what was I saying right before this?
0: Red Letter Media. We Wait, were talking. What,
1: what did you say before that though? Oh, newly old. Yeah. Well, okay. So one of the one of the movies that they reviewed was like lion dancing for senior citizens. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like they found a shtick there. You know, like everybody's gonna review. You know, like the giant Hollywood movies and they do do that too but they found like another little niche where it's just like film geeks who will watch anything just to make fun of it and there are like there's like trillions of corporate industrial videos floating around everybody always makes a
0: video and isn't that what your dad used to do yeah
1: that was was exactly what my dad did Um, he was the minister of propaganda for a bomb factory and (laughs) That's what I used to to call it. Um, God rest his soul. Blessings to my father. But he worked for an aerospace company and they had a film and video department. And basically they would build a new weapon and then they would go to my dad's department and they'd be like, okay, we need a video that makes this look cool. And they would make a video about like, you know, the phalanx weapon system. Um, But it would be done like, Commercial, you know, so that generals sitting there would be like, "Fuck yeah, phalanx, <laughs> <laughs> blow them up." They had. He brought me home, so my dad, you know, like he's he was a pacifist, and
0: um, well, he was a pacifist working for a bomb manufacturer, making yeah. videos about how good bombs are.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a conflicted dude. Um, but, of course, he didn't want to see any bombs dropped on anyone, but it was just, you know, the, it was a good salary and benefits and retirement, and he mm-hmm. just kind of, like, happened into it and then stayed with it. Um, but, uh, oh, man, why am I talking about this? This is getting really bad. I, I, my my short-term memory and
0: long-term memory. Yeah, it's the beginning yeah. stages of old age.
1: I guess so, Yeah but um, we're freshmen we're freshmen in old age yeah,
0: yeah. so forgive us oh, we yeah. don't know how to navigate example, this videos
1: yeah but all, all i was gonna say is like i saw that senior line dancing thing and i'm not trying to be mean to old people but there's like a step beyond the old that we are now um and it doesn't look good <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we gonna be like 90-year-old white-haired wrinkled little things that can barely move?
0: Yeah, but we'll still be doing a podcast.
1: That's true. It doesn't take much movement to do this podcast.
0: No. No. You can you could be almost in a coma. I mean, that's who listens to us. Most people <laughs> <don't
1: know. laughs> We finally figured out who our audience is everyone who's in a <laughs> coma around the world. They just put these headsets on them and they just sit <laughs> there and occasionally they'll giggle.
0: <laughs> we're part of a science experiment. They they put headphones on people in comas and then they monitor their brain waves. Right. Right. Yep. See, we're helping the world.
1: <sighs> Dude, are we gonna be senior line dancers?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm not a very good line dancer. Amber loves it. Does she? Yeah, she, man, she had a, she had a, uh, um, she had a couple parties at her house now at her apartment, but they also go out like, I guess on Wednesday nights now, they go out line dancing ah. as college students. Ah. So she's getting into the going out and doing stuff. You That's cool.
1: She's becoming better more. not soon.
0: come back with a tattoo on her arm or something.
1: She's gonna come back with a boyfriend soon, and then, uh oh. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, dude. She's next thing is a boyfriend.
0: Well, she she's the last one. So, um, some other exciting news that makes us feel old, Mike. This is gonna make you feel old. So I don't know if you saw the post, but Chad and Jenna are pregnant.
1: Yeah, I, I was just going to bring that up next because we're psychic. But I just saw that this morning on Facebook and clicked that I liked it. But yeah, Mitch's son, his eldest son is married and now his wife is preggers.
0: Yeah. So that'll be grandchild number four.
1: Wow. Oh, my God,
0: dude. I know. We went from, from screw-ups in high school and now I got like going to have – well, we're, we're you're you're in you're in the same boat I am. So you're going to have four grandchildren too. <laughs> can, you, can you believe those kids? They all they all grew up and got kids of their own.
1: Yeah, your son actually just finished his master's degree too.
0: You know what's cool is the projected date somewhere in May, so it's going to fall right between our birthdays. Oh, okay, that's cool. So it could you know I'm at the end of April and you're at the end of May. So they could have it on our birthdays or you know, right it right there in between.
1: That's so cool. They'll be good parents, man. Another Wooters.
0: I'm gonna have four grandchildren. And and Jackson's like ten. So, you know, dude, in theory, he's like fifteen years before you know, in another fifteen years we could be great grandpa's.
1: Oh yeah. Jackson is a cool kid. He's really nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He has a good heart. You know, yeah, you know sure. how there's some kids that you're like, huh, uh, you know, how long before that one's in prison? Yeah. I mean, that's how I'm sure everybody looked at us.
1: You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but I, I do want to say again, the unique thing about us was we didn't totally screw up because we always did our schoolwork. We always kept our grades up and, Yeah, Um, and so teachers pointed that out like they'd never seen something like that before usually you had like the screw-ups but they were also poor students but we were excellent students but we were partying and they had never seen that before it was like it's always one or the other you're either academic and you don't party at all and so you get good grades or you're a screw-up and you're in the parking lot smoking (laughs) (laughs) but we were both so I do want to say that we weren't like a total loss. We actually were good students.
0: Yeah. And uh but yeah, I, I you know, Jackson, he you know, you 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 see him and and it's just like you you know he's a good kid and he's going to he's going to do well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I met him a couple times and he was so nice. It was great, really nice and smart and knowing and yeah. Yeah. So
0: The looters family's growing. It's crazy. If you would have told me when you were burning up my Volkswagen that I was gonna have four grandkids, I'd be like, What? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I often think about that, like
0: what, burning up my Volkswagen or having four grandchildren?
1: Burning up your Volkswagen.
2: Two Men with a Mic is produced at Close on a Hanger Studios. You can reach them at the number2menwithamike.com. Amber Mom wants the
0: hanger